Welcome to Hive Mind, weekly podcast about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Eli McCann in studio today with Nick Morley and on phone today with Mother Mary, <laughs> Meg, <laughs> Maggie, it happened. Walter. Oh, boy. Congratulations, Meg. Thank you. Meg finally had a baby. She was pregnant for five years, and we talked about it for all five of those years. Ten years. Ten years. (laughs) Ten full years. But we're not here to talk about motherhood unless it's being... Unless it's brought up in our television television discussion. (laughs) I doubt that. Meg, you've had some time over the past couple of weeks to watch TV. What have you been watching? Um... So I have been watching The Office. I don't know how cliche that is, mm-hmm. but I've just been going through and watching my favorite episode. What is your favorite episode of The Office? My favorite episode of The Office is the season three finale when Jim interviews for the job in New York and he finds the yogurt lid that mm-hmm. Pam snuck into his paperwork. Yep. Um, he comes back and asks her to dinner. Pam the homewrecker, as I recall. Pam, right. Pam the interloper. <laughs> I, I just, like, all I'm doing is feeding my baby, right? So I have a lot of downtime, and I kind of just want to watch something that makes me happy. Yeah. So I've seen the office. We've also been rewatching 30 Rock. Yes. You're rewatching the glory years of NBC Can't Miss TV. I know, mm-hmm. and it's. I just want to kind of swim in that nostalgia for a while, yeah, before accepting life. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I saw the favorite. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I saw it as well. I need to see it. You know what, Nick? You will probably love it. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I thought it was so funny. It's very. It's you liked the lobster, right? Oh, I loved it. You will probably really like this movie. <laughs> I was it's, screaming it's in my head the whole It's wildly inappropriate. You know, no spoilers here, but when the final scene was happening, I was laughing with hysteria because I was just like, what did I just sit through? Because <laughs> it's very, it does, it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's super weird. Super, super inappropriate, and just so funny. Olivia Coleman is so funny in it. She's excellent in it. I will give her that. She is probably my favorite actress. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Did you see Broadchurch? No. Or the Night Manager? Mm, mm-mm. We're striking out. Amazing in both, and she's going to be the queen on the crown. <gasps> Oh, she's the new queen? Wow. Yeah. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, she's going to be amazing. So she's really good in it. Rachel Weisz is really great in it. Stone is really great in it. It's not for everyone. I would not recommend it to my parents. Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) And, like, I was was telling someone I was seeing this movie, and it was like, uh, it's a movie about, uh, what's her name, Queen Anne. It was Queen Anne, right? Yep. Yeah, and it sounded like... Super boring. It sounded like I was going to go see the Queen of Scots one, which looks awful and so boring. Uh-huh. But, like, it is not that at all. It is wacky. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I've been watching. Saw the favorite. Just been watching old-time TV. I just started A Very English Scandal. 
Oh. On Amazon Prime. Um, it's got Ben Wisha. Who just won the Golden Globe. Who just won the Golden Globe for it, and uh, he's the voice of Paddington, too. Well, Paddington. Oh, in Paddington I too. see. So, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have previously said Paddington 2 was the greatest film of all time. Yeah, I stand by that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> what have you guys been watching? Nick? Well, I hope you both had a great holiday season um yeah thanks nick yeah thank you no problem nice to see you nick by the way oh yeah you too so i spent 11 days with my (laughs) in-laws there are positives and negatives that come from that experience (laughs) my one source of solace and my relief was through television Mm -hmm. and media late at night when everybody else was asleep it was my my escape one of the things i watched was Black Mirror's new release of Bandersnatch on Netflix. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. So it is a choose-your-own-adventure, which made me think a lot about content in the future of the viewer being able to interact with what they're currently watching. Black Mirror is always pushing the boundaries on what we can do with technology, and it frankly kind of freaks me out. Yeah. But this was very well done. It was very fun, very very entertaining. Um, They're not going to release anything else for season five. This is their whole season five. Oh, Uh, really? Yeah, so they're not going to do any other episodes, which kind of bummed me out. I was looking forward to some other ones because I actually heard Miley Cyrus is going to make an appearance in one of the Black Mirror episodes. So Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Other thing I'm watching that was as per recommendation by my sister Meg, Killing Eve. I just started that with my wife. It is blowing away my expectations so far uh, for a BBC show. It is a lot. It is so That's, good. Meg, you you said that was your favorite show last year, right? Yeah. yeah I need to watch this. And It's really, really good. Ashley told me yesterday that Netflix actually reached out to a bunch of people like on social media and said, even though we don't have it, please go watch Killing Eve mm. on Hulu. So it's just the content's amazing. The writing's incredible. I'm sad because we're going to blow through it super quick, and it's going to be over really soon. So I'm looking forward to what 2019 brings as far as new media goes. Mm. Uh, oh, and I Sandra saw... Sandra Oh just won uh, the Golden Globe. Yeah. Oh, sure. really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. And I saw the most horrible movie in theaters. <laughs> was it? Um, I saw Aquaman. Oh, and It's so bad. Hence my time with the in-laws. I, there are... <laughs> Few decisions that I made that were my own. Uh, <laughs> this being one of them. Uh, don't go see this movie. Uh-huh. It's horrible. Uh, that's <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Eli, please let's get us off the subject. I've watched so much TV since I saw you guys. <laughs> so much. I don't even know where to start. But Survivor ended. I'll say very quickly. This was one of the best Survivor seasons of all time, and it wow. got like rave reviews from critics. It was a phenomenal. Phenomenal season. For all of you naysayers out there, I'm just telling you, Survivor is just getting better. You got you to gotta keep watching it. What makes a good Survivor season? They, mostly the characters. They just did a really good job at casting this time because every once in a while you'll get these seasons where it's full of people who just aren't playing very hard. And that's not fun to watch because people watch for the game anymore. They want to see like good strategy happening, playing out. Okay. And this season just had... A ton of people who were playing super hard and were really, really good at putting plans into play and watching them carry out week after week. And so it just every week was like so exciting, like, oh, my gosh, how are they going to make this work? You know, it was just a great season. And it always is nice when you kind of get down toward the end and there are several people that you would like to see win. 
the worst is when you get down to like six or seven people and you're like, I hate all of these people. I don't want to see any of them succeed. And that happens sometimes. That did not happen this season. Okay, so I watched that. I went and saw Mary Poppins Returns. Okay. I am not kidding you. It is one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had inside of a movie theater. I was like sobbing for the entirety <laughs> of this film. <laughs> And I was not expecting that. I, lo- I love Mary Poppins. I love the original Mary Poppins. And so I kind of went into this like, eh, it's going to be like this weird, updated, like kid Disney movie. It's fine. I'll just go and try and enjoy it because I love Emily Blunt and Lynn uh, Manuel Miranda. Yeah. So whatever. I went into this thing, though. It blew me away. The music is incredible. All of the performances are absolutely incredible. There are some surprises in it that I will not break for you if you have not seen it. Um, I'm just telling you, I think this movie is good enough to save the entire world. I was super bummed that it got, it did get a bunch of like Golden Globes uh, buzz, but it didn't win any of the awards. And I was, I was kind of annoyed about that. I think that this movie is being underrated right now. Neither of you guys have seen it, right? No, but Ben Wishaw, Winshaw, Wishaw is in it. So now I need to now go you, see it. Paddington is in it. Yeah. So. Padding, Paddington himself. I didn't realize <clears throat> that that was the, the voice of Paddington. Yeah. I do have a question for you before mm. I go see it, though. Did Emily Blunt try and be Julie Andrews, or did she have her own take on the character? I don't think that she tried to be Julie Andrews, except that there needed to be some consistencies in the character. Yeah. Because it is the same. It's supposed to be the exact same character right. coming back later. And she very much channels Julie Andrews. There were a couple of moments. The the only complaint I have about the film is that there were a couple of moments where I felt like she maybe tried a little too hard to be the Mary Poppins character. Like she was sort of stern and snobby in a way that was like a little over the top at times. Okay, I say that even though I love Emily Blunt and I think that they could not have found somebody better to play this part. But there were like a couple of moments where I was like, okay, like we get it. Mary Poppins is kind of this practically perfect in every way character, but like yeah. you're going a little too strong on it. That was maybe early on in the movie, but by the end, you just like totally buy it as like she's huh. she's this great version of this character that's really wonderful. And something that I loved about the film, every single scene, every song, every plot point hearkened back to something that had to do with the original film without making it feel like they were just regurgitating the prior film. So I'll give you an example. They In Mary Poppins, the original film, they have the whole montage where they go into the sidewalk and go to the circus. You know, like that's a big part of the film. In this, they have this whole montage where they go inside of this painting that's on a bowl in the house. And they have sort of a similar type of experience where they're kind of having this big party in a circus-type setting, but in a totally different way with a totally different type of music. Hmm. But every single thing that happens in the movie is like, oh, this is, this is like the such-and-such. Such. Instead of flying a kite, they go out and they fly balloons at the end. Huh. You know, it's like stuff like that that it's like, oh, yeah, this is similar, but they, they did a different take on it. Yeah. And it, I actually thought that that made the movie a lot more powerful. Because they bring up the same lessons that they teach in the first one, but then they have, like, a different take on those lessons. And, like, well, here's how they might apply in this new situation. Mm-hmm. And so I just ate it up. I think everybody in the world needs to go see this movie. I've watched a lot of TV. I think that's all I want to talk about, though. Okay. I remembered one more thing. Ooh, go for it. I watched Ellen's stand-up. Oh, oh, so did I. Yeah, me too. On Netflix. And I, I think we're all mad at Ellen now because of the Kevin Hart thing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I really liked her special. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know. I kind of felt for her. Like I feel like she's been kind of 
I don't know if she put herself in a box or if, like, we've all put her in this box where she's, like, the genial television host, daytime, you know, like, super mild. And it was kind of fun to see her rebel against that a little bit and be, like, funnier than I think she's maybe allowed to be on her show. She rebelled, but only barely. It's yeah. still the It's still the version of Ellen that people love, this yeah. kind of kind-hearted whatever person. But she's sort of pokes fun at that in the special and talks yeah. a lot about like people when you make your thing like be kind to each other on TV then people are always like watching you for doing anything that's even remotely unkind and it's real awkward you know and she kind of jokes about that I, I thought it was a good special I, I don't think it's her best stand-up comedy that she's ever done but I really enjoyed it I watched it while I was having contractions my memory might be a little (laughs) a little faded on the she had goggles on contraction goggles (laughs) I was waiting for by the the way Meg I appreciate the noises that we're getting on your side of the phone oh can you hear him I mean I heard you burping him like I was like that tap 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 I'm like that is burping a child (laughs) yeah Meg is proving that you can have it all in 2019. Sure. She is Liz Bad Lemoning. Bad quality is having it all. <laughs> you, you also uh, just pressed a button. <laughs> I pressed a button? I think so. I just heard a beep. Anyway. Let's talk about the Globes. Let's talk about them. Okay. How weird. How, How weird. weird was the... I, I'm, I know I'm jumping to the end here, but when they announced the best picture win... I was just like, wait, what? And, and you, I didn't see it. Did either of you see it? I haven't seen no, it. No, but I haven't heard anything about it. I did not understand that there had been any buzz around this right. movie. What's it called? Bohemian oh, Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Of I mean, I heard good things, but I didn't hear, like, earth-shattering, like, Oscar favorite. Like, I mean, I feel like I've seen the movie, right? Like, yeah. I don't need to go see the movie because I know what this movie is going to be. Uh-huh. I know the story of Queen, and I know who Freddie Mercury is. I'm like, why? Why? I already know it. Why do I need to go see it? Like, I don't feel like this film is offering anything that I don't already know. I don't feel like it's like artistic in any way. Mm. I was really surprised. It was strange to see that. I had braced myself for feeling rage for when a star is born was going to win. <laughs> I was would just like, be, would you be more upset if a star is born or if a favorite one? Um, a Star is Born, because the favorite I can recognize was like a good movie on some level. It just wasn't for me. A Star is Born, I saw that and I was like, this is just garbage. <laughs> <laughs> this is just garbage. Plus, I did not want to see Lady Gaga get onto the stage again. My goodness. She got up and wa- and took her award for best song or whatever. And I was just like, I just can't. I just don't stand Lady Gaga. I'm sorry. Sorry if you guys do. Hey. I thought her brows looked amazing. Her brows. (laughs) I was really hoping Bradley Cooper would go up with her and piss his pants, but whatever. (laughs) Lost opportunity. (laughs) They really did. They could have recreated it. They could have recreated (laughs) it. What did you guys think about the hosts? You know, I didn't actually see a lot. I didn't see their opening thing, duologue. Yeah. Um, So I don't really know how that went, but they seemed like... They were moving the show along, and people seemed to respond to them. I don't know. How was their opening scene? I thought it was fun. Did you watch it, Nick? I didn't, no. I yeah. have it recorded. I'm going to rewatch it. But... Yeah, it'd be worth going back and watching for both of you, I think. I, I thought it was enjoyable. I laughed quite a lot. I mean, it, it's not Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, but who is? Uh, right. But Adam, is it a- Adam? Andy Samberg. Andy, Andy Samberg. 
usually drives me nuts. And I actually really liked him in this. I thought he was very funny. He made a lot of controversial political jokes that were not alienating, I thought, that were sort of playful and fun. And then Sandra Oh was entertaining. She was great. She did go into like this monologue at the beginning about how happy she was to see like diversity in the awards this year, which was really sweet. And I agree. But it like got a little over the top by by the time she was done. Like there was like weird audience laughter and it felt like everybody was just getting kind of uncomfortable because she got very cryy, almost like a force. Uh. And she does. She did this thing. <laughs> and look. Again, I want the record to reflect I'm very happy about the diversity at the awards show, and I think it's good that it should be acknowledged and we should be, like, happy about this. But she did this thing where she kind of talks about, like, how meaningful it is to see different faces. And, you know, and 10 years ago, you didn't see as much diversity winning right. awards and whatever and yada. And it was great. And then she started getting, like, really preachy about it. And then she started getting kind of cryy, but it was like, are you crying or are you just – it was kind of weird. And then she did this thing where she's like, and now I look out and I see you. And you and she starts pointing at people and people started laughing because I think they thought she was making a joke, but she wasn't. She was trying to, like, touch the audience and it just got real uncomfortable. I don't know. I haven't seen anybody else like write or talk about this. So maybe I was the only one who was uncomfortable, but I was like cringy during that part. The rest of it was pretty good, though. I think generally you don't like feelings, though. No, I just <laughs> told you I cried for two hours at Mary Poppins <laughs> Returns. <laughs> Like, who hates a star is born? <laughs> Ugh, it was <laughs> it was shallow, Meg. It was Ooh, shallow. Uh, nice. <laughs> good pun. Um, Kaminsky, the Kaminsky method? Oh, yeah. I've never I even heard of that. I read you for that on Netflix, and I was like, you have to pay me a lot of money to watch that. It looks so bad. What is it? So it won that best drama. Is that what it won? The uh, best comedy? <laughs> I don't even know if it's a comedy. I know the the categories that they put them in is super odd. Like super some, weird. yeah, some are like in the comedy musical and some are in drama. Like, was Bohemian Rhapsody in drama? Yeah. Yeah. When most of it was music. Yeah. Right. Oh. What one for comedy music? Oh yeah, whatever one for comedy on. musical was like something that I did not think was a comedy. What was it? <laughs> Remember the year the Martian one? Yeah, for comedy musical. Yeah. <laughs> like, Why do what? they even have these categories if you they're not? Are high. I I don't know. I like don't I. What is the point of the Golden Globe? Like I feel like it's a group of like fourteen people who are just deciding because like the Oscars is like a big voting base. Yeah. Like, thousands of people. Green Book. Green Book won for musical or comedy. Oh, yeah. Musical. And so when they did that, I was like, oh, I guess maybe it qualifies as a musical because there's a lot of music yeah. in it. I haven't seen it, but I was like, maybe that, that's probably what it is. But then we looked it up, and no, it was entered as a comedy in that category. I mean, that I haven't seen it, but it looked like borderline offensive to me. The movie? Like, really? Yeah. Why? Yeah, like very like old like white man defends black man against racism. I just twenty years too late. I feel like isn't hmm. it supposed to be kind of the opposite of that? It's like the, the black person's perspective, and he's got like this sort of ignorant white man who's been hired to protect him. I don't know. I haven't seen it either. But the way they talked about it, at the Golden Globes, it was like breaking boundaries and doing this and that, and it seemed like I don't know racial kumbaya. But yeah. I don't have to watch it. Yeah. One if of the highlights, though. Awards. 
The Carol Burnett Award. Yeah. Was really great. It was really great. Steve Carell came out and he did like the introduction and presented the award to Carol Burnett and he did a good job, I thought. Yeah. And then um, Carol Burnett, her speech was wonderful. It was fantastic. I was like, I I could do two hours of Carol Burnett just giving a speech about like following your dreams. (laughs) That's what we need more of in these shows. Yeah. Um, I I couldn't get enough of it, and like the video montage was great. Like yeah. it showed like the best bits. Like yeah, but it didn't have Miss Hannigan. I uh, yeah, oh, that true. was noticed. That went noticed. But I guess it's because it's like an award for TV. But still, like Miss Hannigan, that was iconic. That's right. So it was a lifetime achievement award specifically for people who have excelled in television. Yeah, and she's been on television for so long and has like done so much in that medium that. You know, they created an award after her. So it's the first year anybody's getting it. And yeah, great. And then the Cecil B. DeMille Award to what's his name? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> that was a weird. I mean, it was like a rambly old man speech. And I was like, what is happening? What is he even talking about? Uh, yeah. The dude tends to do that every now and again. You know who's getting burned out is Harrison Ford. I saw him like <laughs> 10 years ago in an interview. And I was, and after the interview, I was like, oh my gosh, what happened to Harrison Ford? He is getting burned out. So when he walked out onto the stage of the Golden Globes to present an award, I said, like, he is still doing stuff because 10 years ago, I thought he was getting burned out. I was watching it with friends and they were like, what are you talking about? Harrison Ford, national treasure. And he started talking and they were like, oh my gosh, what happened to Harrison Ford? He doesn't want a camera on him anymore. No. (laughs) Oh, poor guy. Is he still married to Calista Flockhart? Do we know? No idea. Mm. No idea. The other highlight for me was Glenn Close's speech. Oh, yeah. Glenn Close uh, is great. She is great. That movie was... But, like, she was good in it. The wife. And, yeah. yeah. And I like her a lot, and I really liked that speech a lot. Um, and it was like, I don't know, you can get over overly pedantic i think when you're giving a speech like that um mm-hmm. and preachy like you mentioned but hers was like just enough where it was let women be something other than what we're letting them currently be and i really mm. appreciated that yeah so. another highlight was dick van dyke i mean that guy can show up to anything i don't sure. understand if if i am like if i have half that energy at 70 i mean he's in his like mid 90s at this point it's insane Yes. Yeah, I think he's 93 yeah. or 94 now. And he is like he's he looks like he's ready to go another 50 years. It's like crazy to me that that is the case. So, uh this is kind of related. My kid's current favorite movie is The Sound of Music. Oh. <gasps> which was made a long time ago. Mhm. And Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer are still both working. Yep. That's Like that's insane. Amazing. Yep. Yep. They're both thriving, like alive and well employed as actors. Super impressive. Can anyway. you Yeah, can you imagine like starting acting at like 13 and then being in your 90s and still doing it? It's like I've been in this industry for 80 years. Like who can say so stuff tired. like that? Like I uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to retire from my current job now and I'm 34. <laughs> and I only started it like 7 years ago. Uh so Anyway, any other Golden Globe thoughts? Was there anything that you guys now want to watch because of the Golden Globes that you 
didn't know about before. I wanted to go rewatch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. <laughs> I'd still need to do that. Um, so good. The escape at Danamora sounded interesting. How about the two guys that escaped from that New York prison mm-hmm. um, that Patricia Arquette was in? Um, oh, Roma. I need to watch Roma. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up about the the future of streaming in mm-hmm. in awards shows because obviously more people are prone to watch Roma because they oh. don't have to go to the theater. Right. And I saw on Twitter when Bird Box came out. Oh yeah. <laughs> because of all the memes, but more people tuned into that in the first week than saw Star Is Born total. Really? Yeah. So wow. it's I'm. It's going to be interesting to see going forward how much the Academy really considers that or even the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, how many people are viewing it or if it's if they're going to keep the artistic integrity of it all. So because because Roma is on Netflix, it's a Mexican film. Yep. Meg, have you seen it? No, I've heard. I know I need to, but I've heard it's kind of a downer. Hmm. So that's your kind of film. I know. Like what you watch. Downers. I've heard it's amazing. Yeah. Hmm. Is it not kind of a bummer that we're moving to streaming? Like going to a movie is one of my favorite things to do. And I'm worried about the future of that. Yeah. If Jurassic World, whatever the next version is not in a theater and goes straight to Netflix, I'm not going to enjoy going to Meg's house to watch that nearly as much as going with Meg to a theater and disrupting the viewing experience for everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) For a bunch of strangers. <laughs> we got some looks. <laughs> we got more than looks. I think those people wanted to murder us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. it's weird. It'll be in, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I don't love the movie going experience as much as a lot of people because I have no patience to sit through a movie like that in a dark theater, but I kind of still would be sad if that didn't exist anymore. For sure. It's like is yeah. that gonna go the way of Blockbuster? I don't know. Let's do, we touched briefly on Miss Maisel, but I think maybe next week's episode we Let's should dive into that. Yes. I'm good. Nick, how much can you get done in the next week? Oh, I can dedicate some time. <laughs> It'll be done. There are two seasons, and they're both phenomenal. Okay. But I'll save my comments for next week. Okay. Let's do it. Well, Golden Globes is kind of weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyable, but weird results. Uh, it may be our only award show that we get this year, though. That's true. Because I, I think they just might do the Oscars without a host. How do you do that? I think you just have, like, the presenters before. just kind of create segues into the next thing. Can't they just get Whoopi? Like, can't Whoopi just, like, show up and <laughs> Billy do Crystal. It? Oh yeah. Someone call Billy Crystal. Tell you. Huh. Steven had never seen Sister Act. Shut <laughs> up. Divorce him. Get out of that family. <laughs> Did you make sure that he saw Sister Act 2? Because that's the most important I mean, film of all time. Back in the habit? No, I'm waiting to... Uh, I'm waiting. we oh. got to pace it a little bit. Back in the habit. That is such a good title. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was like so jazzed the whole time. And I did that thing where I like kept looking at him like, isn't this the best? <laughs> uh, about, a, about a year and a half ago, I found out that Skylar had not seen Sister Act 2. And I made him sit down with me and watch every YouTube clip that was available for Sister Act 2. And I was just, I didn't even watch the clip. I watched him with a huge grin on my face. Like, they're making a Sister Act 3, Meg. I sent what? you that. What? 
that message. There's going to be a Sister Act 3, but I heard that Whoopi's not going to be in it. So I'm like, Uh-oh. I don't want to yeah. see this. Hard pass. It's going to be Kerry Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I want Whoopi or, or nothing. I don't. I want Whoopi to be in every movie ever, but especially in the Sister Act movies. So Yeah. Anyway, so that was, that was an important touchstone in our marriage. <laughs> I'm glad that you were able to do that. Me too. All right, so next week, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. And okay. we'll see if Meg, are you going to be on the phone next week again, or are you going to join us? I'm going to be on the phone. All right. We'll look forward to talking to you. Okay. Hey, thanks, guys. All right. See you. Bye.